in the cinema. Hello everyone, I'm your host Eugene Weaver and welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related, science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, hard-to-find movies, movies that should be seen but were considered long lost. I'm out there finding them for you and recommending them to you or telling you stay as far away as humanly possible. And today... Uh, I am going to be, uh, the last episode I hit on a couple of double features from the fantastic Blu-ray releasing company Scream Factory, and I have one more that I want to touch on uh, that's a double feature, and I'm not going to spend much time on it, uh, and then I'm going to get into another series that uh, I have uh, a great deal of love and adoration for. So I'm going to wrap up the the the, uh, the combo pack Blu-ray that uh, Scream Factory is doing, and I, I do want to say that now in 2015, they are actually going to be putting out a couple more two-packs, so stay tuned for uh, for some more reviews and comments on those coming soon. A couple of them I have zero interest in, and then there is a couple that I'm, I'm quite excited about uh, them releasing, so a couple cool-sounding creature features, and uh, so that's going to be coming later this year. But uh, for now, I'm going to hit on uh, one that is extremely hit and miss, and a lot of times with my show is these movies are are subjective to who you watch them with, when you watch them, uh, in what environment you watch them in. Uh, for example, a, a certain movie you might find uh, almost unwatchable if you're watching it at 7 in the morning while you're doing your morning workout, if you work out. Whereas if you'd be watching it with a uh, glass of scotch in your hand at midnight and a bag of Cheetos beside you, all as well, and this is this is top tier stuff. So uh, keep that in mind with some of these movies. I actually rewatched uh, Graduation Day, which I have already hit on on my show, which is a sla- it's a slasher movie from the early '80s, and I actually enjoyed it more the second time than the first, and it was because of the environment that I watched it in. The first time I watched it, um, I'm a big exercise guy, so the first time I watched it, I just watched it while I exercised in the morning. Well. 7 o'clock a.m. or whenever it was and you're lifting weights or whatever you're doing and you're watching an early 80s slasher movie may not be the best time to do something like that but uh, sometimes because I've got two young kids sometimes it's that's the easiest time to watch what I want to watch is uh, is they're still asleep and I have 45 minutes that I'm dedicated to exercising so I might as well watch something uh, so and I'm not a big fan of watching the news, so might as well watch a movie. But anyway, but when I watched it the second time, it it uh, I enjoyed it a lot more, and I watched it in the evening. So um, anyway, that's that's rabbit trailing, and, and that's okay. That's what we do here. So uh, the double feature that I'm going to talk about just briefly is uh, there. These are actually canon movies. Canon released these two movies, and there was a third one. Uh, it's almost like a. It's not a trilogy because they have nothing in common, but they they released these two movies and another one, and the other one is going to be coming to Scream Factory Blu-ray here this year. Uh, and the first two are X-Ray and Schizoid, and the third one is the much superior to these two, New Year's Evil, which has been on Netflix for a little while. I'm not sure if it's still on, but um, that was a canon film, and that is going to be released on Blu-ray. These two... Uh, 
as well, and uh, they they come with varying results. Trust me. So I'll get started with the uh, first one on the um, on the packaging here, and it was also it, the movie is also known as Hospital Massacre. So there you go. Uh, directed by Boaz Davidson. Yay. Uh, and I notice here on uh, on uh, IMDb that you can, if you're a Prime member on Amazon, you can actually stream it for free. So, hey, there you go. Good times. Um, okay, X-Ray. This movie will scare the life out of you. This is back of the blue right here. Uh, Jeremy uh, Barbie Benton is the actress's name, goes to a local hospital... Um, did I say ben? Susan Jeremy? That's her last name. Not not to be confused with Ron Jeremy, of course. Susan Jeremy uh, goes to a local hospital for a routine examination. Once inside, she discovers that someone doesn't want her to check out unless it's in a body bag. A psychotic killer keeps her trapped inside the ho- the hospital, having fixed her X-rays to make it look like she's a, she has a terminal illness. Meanwhile, he brutally murders everyone she comes in contact with. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, I remo- I remember this movie, the, this was like one of those big box, uh, Canon had their own specific boxes for their, uh, VHS releases back in the eighties. And I remember them and I remember this one quite well. I'm like that, that looks so awesome. I mean, this creepy doctor hovering over a scantily clad chick on a, on a doctor's hospital bed. And shining a light in her face, I'm like, oh man, that's there we go. That's that's got to be good. Yeah. So I finally watched it for the first time ever. Uh, oh, probably not not even a year ago when this thing was released. And uh, of course, time has not been good on this movie. Some movies, some movies, time can actually make better. Graduation Day is a prime example. I I had never seen that movie before, uh, before like last year, uh, and. Watching it for the first time, I'm like, oh, man, that was that's a solid slasher movie from the 80s. This is not a solid slasher movie from the 80s. Oh, it's a slasher movie, but solid is the last thing that I would call this. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a train wreck. Uh, it's, it's one of those where um, you almost want to root for the bad guy. Everybody sucks in the movie. Uh, and and the, the setup is actually pretty good. The storyline is pretty decent, but the uh, the payoff and just it's one of those where you fake blood and gore is being tossed onto the onto the actors off screen, and so you, you get the drill. So anyway, uh, directed by Boaz Davidson, um, and let me just see if he's done um, anything at all. I'm guessing. Oh, so he was a uh, he's actually from uh, Israel, so. There's that. So he directed, actually, he directed a lot of movies. Wow, I'm I'm quite impressed. Um, none of which I would say run out to watch. Just looking over these, uh, unless you're really interested in uh, Hot Bubblegum from 1981, or uh, better yet, Lemon Popsicle from 1978. So if you're into that, then by all means, let's you know, go for it. Uh, but. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's that. It's oddly enough, he is involved with the Expendables movies and Rambo, uh, and uh, all that good stuff. So that's kind of odd. Yeah, he's an executive producer of those. So wow. 
Um, oh, okay. Anyway, that's X-ray, also known as Hospital Massacre. Of the eh, I I watched it once, and I remember so little of it, other than it was not uh, it was not good. That it's not enough. It's not worthy enough to cover more time on on the show. Uh, but I will quick hit on the next one, and that is Schizoid. And Schizoid is definitely better than than X-ray, although. They, this one here goes a lot more, uh, it's trying to do a lot more, uh, psychological scares and this type of thing should just be played straight up horror instead of trying to be something you're not, uh, it's my opinion. Uh, the back of the Blu-ray here says, in this lurid shocker from, uh, says Leonard Malton, a newspaper advice columnist, uh, Marina Hill of Blood Beach Stars starts receiving threats from a mysterious person. At the same time, the female members of her uh, psychiatrist, uh, Klaus Kinski, yay, therapy group are being murdered one by one by a maniac wielding a large pair of scissors. Could these incidents be linked? Uh, Donna Wilkes from Angel and Jaws 2, Craig Wasson from Body Double, Flo Garish from Don't Answer the Phone, and Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future, yay, also star. Uh, and uh, this is another one where I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I definitely re- I remember that it was certainly uh, certainly more enjoyable than than X-Ray. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge sucker for these types of movies, always looking for the gems in the rough. Uh, graduation Day is Gem in the Rough. I keep bringing that up because that is a... a a slasher movie that I had never seen, and it just kind of scooted under the radar. Well, then Vinegar Syndrome released that onto Blu-ray. I bought it, thought it was really good, watched it twice in one year, and I'm like, yeah, it's a solid slasher movie. This, These are, on the other hand, it's just kind of hit and miss. It's like you hope for something good, and whatever comes out, comes out. So um, anyway, so that's, that's that. Now I want to just quick, because I was going through my... Uh, my uh, Scream Factory Blu-rays uh, to, to find more of the double features. Uh, I, I stumbled across one collector's edition that I've been wanting to watch the movie uh, for again, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I really need to watch that again, as well as the very good sequel, and that would be 1988's Night of the Demons, directed by Kevin Tenney. And Kevin Tenney has a, a nice little resume going on for him that I, I really appreciate. He's got 13 credits uh, as director, Witchboard, Night of the Demons, uh, Witch Trap, The Cellar, Peacemaker, Witchboard 2, Pinocchio's Revenge, The Arrival Part 2, which I have not seen, uh, Devil, Demolition University, TikTok, Endangered Species, Brain Dead, and Bigfoot. Uh, I have not seen all of them, but uh, the ones that I have seen from him, I've enjoyed pretty much every movie that he's done. This being very much his his high point, the high point in his career. Here's another one that on on a DVD, I'm not even on DVD, on VHS back in the day, this was one where the cover was so iconic and um, Angela's having a party. Jason and Freddy are too scared to come, but you'll have a hell of a time. And it's got this crazy-looking demon woman. In, uh, it's it's such a cool cover. And, I, of course, I was immediately enthralled. Like, what's this? Back in the VHS days, had an R-rated version and an unrated version. R-rated wor- version was the most readily available, but I wouldn't watch that. I wanted the unrated version, which I finally did see. And it is gory. It holds up. 
extremely well after all these years. And I'm happy to report that the uh, Blu-ray release of this from Scream Factory is fantastic. The special features on it are amazing. There's uh, all sorts of audio commentaries on this thing, interviews. It's it's enough to get the this Blu-ray just for the special features and just to hear how it was like making movies back then. The prosthetic like prosthetic effects. Uh, and all that stuff, and there's a lot of prosthetic effects discussion in this movie. The budget was 1.2 million. Um, uh, Steve Johnson did the special effects, and there's a whole thing with Steve Johnson uh, and things that he was going through at the time, and uh, he was upset with someone, if I remember correctly, and so he did this movie. And I, I it's been a little time, a little while since I've seen the the special features on this Blu-ray, but I, re- I recall that being very interesting. How he got the job and how I, I believe he took a pay cut on this because he was trying to show someone up uh, because of what was uh, uh, because they, they kind of screwed him maybe on something. Um, anyway. Uh, I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray real quick here. It's Halloween night, and Angela is throwing a party, but this is no ordinary Halloween party. Everybody's headed to Hull House, a deserted funeral home, formerly the home of a mass murderer. But when the partygoers decide to have a seance, they awaken something evil, and these party crashers have a thirst for blood. Now it's a battle to survive the night in Hull House. Uh, William Gallo from Crash, uh, Amelia Kincaid, Kathy... Palmwell, uh, you know what? I'm yeah. There, there, there's a bunch of '80s actors in this. How's that? Uh, this is a cool, cool, cool movie. You don't have to be a fan of uh, of hardcore horror movies to enjoy this. It's shot very, very well. It's uh, got a unique storyline. It's kind of funny, almost like they kind of know. And part two even more so, but they kind of know they're making something silly, so they, you can tell they have fun with it. Uh, it's never really scary, but it's just, you can, for some reason it just felt, it feels like watching the movie, like everybody had a good time making the movie. It's one of those types of things. Um, uh, produce, the budget was $1.2 million. Film racked up outrageously large grosses in its limited release, debuting in Detroit and New York on Thanksgiving, and it earned $3.1 million dollars. Um, which is pretty good considering this is such a low-budget movie. And the same can be said for Part 2. I'll get into Part 2 uh, here in a little bit. Uh, Lene uh, Quigley, I love Lene Quigley. She's awesome. She was uh, the topless lady in Night, Deadly Night and, and the nude chick in Return of the Living Dead. And she was in Graduation Day, and of course she was naked in that. Uh, but she's uh, just an, a great 80s screen queen. And uh, her and the special effects artist Steve Johnson met, and she... Uh, uh, when she came in to get mold of her fake breasts done, and then they later got married, and that's there. There's a boob gag, so to speak, in this movie, and that's like almost like the highlight special effect of the movie, and it's um, uh, it's amazing how they pull it off because it is a great special effect. How there's this, uh, it's a demon. She, she's she turns into a demon, and um, she pushes a uh, a tube of lipstick into her boob. And you're like, what? Oh, give me a break. Trust me, it's it's really cool, especially for an 80s movie. It's like, how did they do that? That looked really realistic. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But if you're into uh, cool 80s music and cool 80s, just that, it, it feels so 80s. 
the big hair and the practical effects. And it's uh, this one here actually is a little bit more slow build up type of thing. And then when when uh, things go nuts in the house, all hell breaks loose. And I loved it. I thought it was just a a one of my favorite movies from the '80s. Actually, uh, this is definitely up there. I've seen this movie numerous numerous times. And it's just, it's so nice to have this movie on, on Blu-ray finally. So, highly recommend you check this one out. This is a definite, definite gem in the rough. And I am happy to report that Night of the Demons Part 2 is uh, close, not quite, but close to being as good as the, uh, the first one. And um, I, you know, it's one of those things to where... Um, I was surprised, and I remember when this came out, uh, this is from, let me just pull this up here, Night of the Demons 2, from 1994, so now we are full on into the 90s. However, I will say this, this still, for some reason, feels a little bit more 80s-ish to me, Um, so it was directed by Brian uh, Trenchard-Smith, and he also did... Oh, boy, 58 credits. Um, Not much to speak of, though, I will say that. A couple of the Leprechaun movies, yeah, we'll just move on from his filmography and just focus on Night of the Demons Part 2. But like I said, it it still has an 80s feel. By now, like I said before, the 90s were not not good for horror movies, but this is one that, that was definitely a gem in the rough. And it did, uh, it did open in theaters, and I believe that the first weekend that it came out, uh, I and I don't, it's, it's not here in the uh, in the notes on IMDb, but I I'm pretty sure that this movie outgrossed. Um, oh man, I, I want to I, I remember this. Maybe one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies that it did better than one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies when it opened like that first weekend or something in limited release. Uh, 1.3 million dollar budget. And um, I'm going to uh, read the back of the Blu-ray here. And this is actually from Olive Films, not as a Scream Factory. They didn't get the rights to this one, but um, hats off to Olive Films for releasing this and making it look so good. Uh, I, for the, most t- for, for the most part, VHS was the way that I watched this movie, and the DVD literally uh, looked like they took the VHS and plopped it onto DVD. And that was it. It looked bad. Um, however, this Blu-ray release is... It looks uh, pretty much as good as the the uh, Scream Factory Night of the Demons original. So, uh, the back of the box. It's Halloween, and the teenagers from St. Rita's High School want to party at the neighborhood's haunted house. For years, the Hull House has sat in eerie silence. Tales of its haunted past have turned into gory jokes, and no one really believes anything ever happened there. However, Angela, the hostess from hell, is summoning her army of teen demons to the blood-curling contest between the school's priests and herself, the Princess of Darkness. What was intended to, as uh, gruesome or as an innocent evening of fun and games turns into hell-raising, life-threatening ordeal. They wanted fun. Now they're in for the trick-or-treat party of their lives. Stylishly directed by Brian, yeah, the yeah from the director of Leprechaun Four in Space, yay. Um, so uh, here, here's what's cool about this movie is there was some humor in the first Night of the Demons. 
there's a lot more in this one. This came two years before Scream was released, and Scream literally changed the landscape of horror movies in the 90s. But I, I gotta say this, um, Night of the Demons 2, I think, even before Scream pulled it off, it was almost like Night of the Demons 2 did it before them. Uh, it just, it felt uh, like... Um, they knew they're making something silly, and they had fun with it, and they put a bunch of of sly wink, wink, nod, nod, kite, you know, type of jokes in the thing, and it's it's about as gory as the first one, but it's it's way more silly and funny, but it works. It's not like oh come on, this is this is stupid. It's it's actually good. Like how they do it is uh is very good. One of my biggest complaints of the movie, and I, and a lot of movies at this time were doing it, is there's a couple of extremely poor CGI effects. And back in back in the mid to early '90s, there was only a couple real biggies being able to pull off CGI properly: Terminator 2, uh, and of course Jurassic Park. But when you get into a movie with 1.3 million dollar budget, and you're trying to pull off really good, believable CGI effects, eesh, ouch. So. Um, but anyway, it's that's not that's not a deal breaker for me. I still thought the movie was was great fun, great fun. If you're a fan of the first one, or if you watched the first one, you're like, you know what? I really enjoyed that. You got to give part two a chance. Uh, Angela is is so awesome in both of these movies. She's kind of the Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason Voorhees type character in these movies. She's and she's it like her she, her herself is very she's very iconic. With this series, you just think of the black-haired uh, demon lady with the black lace dress, and uh, that's that's her. So uh, I give both of these uh, big thumbs up. In my opinion, they're both almost equal, even Steven. And lots of times, it seems like the original is always better than the sequel. Here, I'll tell you, it's it's they're neck and neck in my opinion. I think both of them succeed uh, succeed as horror movies and even uh, comedies. So, anyway, now we go on to Night of the Demons 3 from 1997. What happened here? Uh, I was so excited for this. After the awesomeness that was uh, 1 and 2, this thing comes out. Directed by Jim Kaufman, and... um, uh, looking through his list here, yeah, of course, nothing remotely interesting, of course, which would explain why this movie sucked so bad. I don't have this on any format, to my knowledge. Um, and I'm sure I don't, because um, I've watched it one time uh, on DVD, or not on, I'm not even sure on DVD. I probably was on, uh, v- and I know it was on VHS, back when I worked at the video shop in Millersburg, Ohio. So, Okay, um, on the night of Halloween, hoodlums Vince, his vulgar girlfriend Louise, and their friends Nick and Reggie are driving around in the van. Uh, in a van, they see the cheerleader Holly trying to fix her car, offer a ride. They stop and uh, blah 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 blah. I'm so I'm already bored to tears with this movie. Just reading the synopsis on this thing. Um, basically, a group of people end up at this this house, and uh, they realize the house is haunted and. Angela's there, and oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. And the fact that they actually got the the cool chick that plays Angela in the first two, Amelia Kincaid, the fact that they got her back to star in this 
complete dreck is just sad. Uh, everything about this movie is is bad. I remember the extremely long uh, opening credits that were honestly, they, that, and they were like over some weird CGI type effect going on. And I think that was the best part of the movie. It, honestly, it felt like it was a shot on video affair. And and after the success of the first two, and I consider those to be su- successes, I'm not sure what happened with this one. Now, I haven't seen this one since literally since 1997. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask if this is a good movie or not. I I just remember hating it. Hating it with a passion and vowing to never watch it again. And I haven't. So there's that. But um, for completists, you may want to give it a chance. If you're watching the first two, you want to see what that one's like, uh, I guess uh, dive on that bomb and see what happens. It, you might like it. I'm guessing you'll hate it. But um, anyway... And then that leads us to last but not least, and here's another one that I do not own because it's not good. And that would be the remake of Night of the Demons called Night of the Demons from 2009. Adam uh, Gerash, maybe, I think. Um, He directed... uh, Let's just see what he directed here. Um, Uh... Fertile Ground, Fractured, Night of the Demons, Autophony, ugh, yeah, anyway. Um, okay, so, uh, Night of the Demons remake. Uh, I will say this, this movie does have an actor that my co-host really likes, um, and so keep that uh, in mind. Uh, Edward Furlong is in this movie, and that's a good thing, because we all know that he was... Something that starred in Terminator 2. Um, Lene Quigley is in this. That's cool. The budget is... Uh, and, of course, uh, we do have in this one uh, Shannon Elizabeth, who... Uh, Shannon Elizabeth was in the uh, American Pie movies, 13 Ghosts, Jay and Bob Strike Back, a couple other movies. Um, so, you know, that's that's another plus, I guess. Um Budget was $10 million, so what happened? What happened with this movie? Um, I don't know what it was. They're trying to ca- recapture the uh, the feeling of that original, and it just did not work. Um, I didn't like the characters. I didn't like... Um, I, I didn't like the, the the effects that they did in the movie. It and, and again, I've watched the movie one time when it came out back in 2009. So it's been about five years since I've seen it. But when it was done, I was so excited for this movie. I'm like, Night of the Demons, they're remaking it all right. And a budget is, I mean, $10 million at that point. It, even in today's day and age especially, it's like, that's a big budget for a, a, a essential B-movie type thing. And so $10 million bucks is nothing to shrivel your nose at, well, then this came out, and I'm like, oh, come on, this should have been good, how, I mean, how can you screw it up, the first two were so good, it's do something like that, and they, they try, I'll give, I'll give them this, it is similar to, it's way more similar to the Night of the Demons originals versus that god-awful Silent Night movie, which has nothing to do with Silent Night, Deadly Night, so there is that going for it, um, but nothing in it is, uh, is memorable at all. And eventually I'm going to rewatch this. I do want to give it another chance because sometimes upon rewatching a movie, 
you find things that you enjoy a lot more. Um, but I remember, you know, this was one of those poured myself a drink late at night. All right, here we go. Night of the Demons remake. This can be good. No, no, not so much. So um, anyway, so that's I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that and part three because I've only watched them once and I didn't like them. And it, I it's like when they're done, you almost don't remember a thing about them afterwards. So. Uh, anyway, so that's the Night of the Demons series, and um, I gotta tell you, if you're into, so, if you want to watch some cool, unique uh, horror movies from the late '80s and then early '90s, definitely check out uh, the first two. Otherwise, stay away from the rest of them. And then X-Ray and uh, Schizoid, you, you could go either way on them if you're interested in. Um, and what Canon was trying to pull off with horror movies, I guess you could watch them. Good luck. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about those. So anyway, that's going to do it for my show today. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, me talking about these movies, and I hope that you give at least one of them a chance. And I will say this uh, as well for part two of Night of the Demons. You don't have to watch part one to enjoy part two, although they do definitely go together. They are uh, it, it is very much a sequel. So uh, you can get a hold of me at Eugene Weaver at hotmail.com for any questions that you may have. If there's a certain movie that you want me to see, uh, or if I got some bit of information wrong on one of the movies that I talked about, please feel free to yell at me and let me know. And um, also, uh, Movie Freaks, my sister show that I co-host with Eric Marner, is currently on YouTube. You can find us over there as well as Facebook. Look us up, Movie Freaks. Um, and then our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks. We are going to be doing a Megapod show that is dealing with the uh, uh, best of 2014 and Oscar nominations and all that good stuff here at the end of the month. And it's going to be a mega show, so there will be... Uh, stuff from this Megapod taping on Sidekick's show, on Movie Freak's show, and then all of us are going to be hitting on like one soft underbelly movie that we'll all chime in on, and it'll be on my show. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I'm, I enjoy when all of us can get together and uh, and chat movies because that's my life. Movies that movies are my life. I love talking about movies, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So anyway, that's going to do it for my show. I hope you've enjoyed it, and until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>